It doesn't matter if it's the catwalk, sidewalk, or hallway, or even if you're getting a snack from your work fridge. I slay. It doesn't matter if you're having a good brow day, bad brow day, good skin day, bad skin day, don't matter if it's PMS and you feel a mess, or if you feeling blessed because I slay. Because you slay, we slay, this is I Slay the Podcast. What's up, Slay Nation? It's Erica Celeste signing on, and welcome to another episode of I Slay the Podcast. So this episode, I do have a very special co-host with me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite soundboy, Bobby Coco Louie. How are you, Miss I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, you know, maintaining like everybody else during this quarantine Exactly. I wish my job would just be like, look, stay home, sis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. And um, so Coco Louie actually has her very own podcast. Go ahead and tell them about it. Yes. So um, it's actually, it's not just myself. It's I'm actually one fifth of um, a podcast called The Honest Truth. And we discuss uh, sex, dating, relationships, Everything you can think of under the sun, um, as we like to call it, honestly. Uh, think of it like if you wanted to know what's in, like, a girl's group chat, this is us in real life. So you get to get the inside scoop, what we're thinking, what we're saying, all that good stuff. And, of course, you know, we talk about serious issues, too. But, you know, um, we add a certain flair to it so it doesn't make you, make you feel like you're listening to, like, an informational or anything like that. Right. You know what? And when you said that, it definitely clicked. I'm like, you know what? This is like your your girl chat group, but a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, where can they find your podcast? Yes. So um, exclusively, I want to say we're on iTunes. However, anywhere that you can receive an RSS feed or it picks up an RSS, RSS feed, you can find it. Um, so if you go to iTunes, you can search The Honest Truth, or um, if you have a PlayStation 4 or Xbox or wherever, um, even if you have an Android, I think it's called uh, Podcast something. I don't have an Android. I have an iPhone. But if you search it underneath whatever the application is for podcasts on Android, you can find us there as well. Right, Google Podcasts. I think that's what yes, they call yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Google Podcasts, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into what's pop. Oh, girl, the way you sipping, I know you got the tape. Spill it. Spill all of it. Oh, I know this finna be good. You know what? Let me go get some popcorn so I can find out what's popping. So our yes. first story is about Javonta Davis. Yes. Um, so right now he has a suit filed against him. Mm-hmm. And it's because he, you know, once people become famous, they want to be iced out, of you course. know. But of course. buying all that stuff has put him in a lot of hot water. So his jeweler, Shane Jewelers, mm-hmm. is actually accusing him of giving them a counterfeit check and trying to call the jeweler at hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ice. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the complete story. So first, he bought a hundred and thirty thousand dollar Richard Milley R O M one F M watch, right? So it had this blue band, and it was a legitimate purchase, right? A few mm-hmm. months later, 
Davis asked the jeweler for like $250,000 worth of jewelry. Mm-hmm. They sent it to him. They, um, except for like a few pendants, and one of Davis's representatives sent them a cashier's check from TD Bank. Okay. So they got the they got the check, and the jeweler didn't know they were counterfeit. But after closer examination, they learned that the check was fake. Now, um, <laughs> now Davis says that this is not true. Um, right. He didn't send a bad check to a representative, and he demanded proof because he wants his date in court. Now, do you think that he would actually send a fake check, or like, what's your opinion about the situation? Um, here's the thing. I don't really know him, you know, personally. Um, I feel like um, I don't necessarily want to say that the jeweler is lying. I don't want to say that. Um, mm-hmm. However, if this is his jeweler, you know, he's bought pieces from him before. He has a track record with him to know, like, if he if if he would have done this before, or if this would have been the case, he would have done this before, like you know. But also, um, let's just say he's not the one, you know, handling the the money or the account. But let's say mm-hmm. he has his accountant do it or his assistant do it. Then you know maybe it would be. I'm not saying that it's not believable, but I just feel like for somebody of that status and you know, always buying jewelry and things like that, I feel like he would have done it before. But at the same time. Was this purchase before quarantine or during quarantine? Because, I mean, some, some people's funds may be a little up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fights are not going on right now. So, um, you know, not saying that it shouldn't have happened, but I'm just saying I think moving forward, the jeweler should um, have more um, safety measures when it comes to taking large deposits or large lump sums of money. Um, and for Javante Davis or anybody for that matter, purchasing things, um, they need to also, you know, be able to produce receipts. And then, mm-hmm. just piggyback on that, Javante Davis, if I was him with somebody accusing me, that's, you know, going against my character, it's not going to be enough for me to pull, pull up a receipt and like, oh, no, here's the check. Here it is right here. You know, you can always blur out the value numbers and things like that. So right. It's your exact information. But, you know, you're speaking against my character now. So, no. And then we're just never going to do business moving forward after that when I clear my name. So that's just my two cents. Right. And the thing is, the thing that feels weird to me about this story is that when he bought the original watch, like he bought it in person, him sending mm-hmm. a representative is a totally different thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if one of his boys from his crew was like, well, I want to be ice out, too. I'm with him. I'll handle ice. So mm-hmm. it could have been someone from his crew, you know, trying to, you know, contact the jeweler, get stuff himself. Mm-hmm. and paying with a counterfeit check, thinking like, oh, it's not going to cash up, and it's not going to come back on me. That's what mm-hmm. I feel like could be an option, because people catfish people all the time using celebrity accounts that they have access to it, especially in mm-hmm. their crew. So why not do the same thing with businesses? Because a, you know, a lot of people want to sponsor him, you know, send free clothes, we intercept in mm-hmm. that. Um, do I feel like he... There, I honestly do feel like, or this could be someone that he doesn't know at all. Like, whenever you post stuff on social media, you tag whoever made it, mm-hmm. especially if they can give you a deal. So what if this is just exactly. someone completely fake doing this? 
and scammed them out of jewelry because he's like, I've never received it. I don't mm-hmm. have a receipt. What person is this? Provide me with the cameras because you would have seen mm-hmm. him wearing the jewelry. That's true. That's, it takes nothing. As soon as they, you notice that with a lot of people that buy, like, um, you know, nice jewelry and things like that, and they're going straight from the jeweler or to the jeweler picking it up, they're making videos of them, like, unveiling whatever it is they bought, unboxing it, putting it on, trying it on, you know, things like that. So that was a very good point as well. Yeah, and if he, because I'm like, TD Bank, like, the TD Bank really deal with people whose bank accounts are that large? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, smaller banks like this are getting hacked into all the time. Like, your information wouldn't be safe at all if you were right. to use the Bank of America or something like that. So, TD Bank is one of the smaller banks. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know. that's what makes me question it. So, I'm not sure if he actually did it. I would actually like to see the proof of purchase mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. who signed for it? You know, does the signature on the counterfeit check match his? Exactly. Does exactly. he actually have an account with TD Bank? You know, TD Bank. So we'll we'll see. But I honestly think that this may be a case of the jeweler was scammed. Period. Mm-hmm. Not by him, just scammed in general. Just scammed. Because period. you can always, because yeah. you know, you can always take the diamonds and resell the diamonds without people looking twice. Mm-hmm. No, facts. Complete facts. <laughs> All right. So our next story kind of still deals with deals with the coronavirus. Um, oh, so God. a lot of people are struggling right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there have been some issues with Cardi B offset and one of um, the mother of one of offset kids. Um, so. Yeah. The mother of his um, four-year-old, actually, her name is La Amor. She's upset uh-huh. with Cardi and Offset for saying that, you know, with them being disrespectful towards her, because she is actually trying to request emergency child support, saying that she needs more money because of this pandemic. Now, her issue is that her interactions with Offset and Cardi, and she's saying that Cardi B actually threatened to slap her. What? Yeah. So she said that Cardi B threatened to slap her because she's requesting emergency child support for their four-year-old child. Mm-hmm. And then allegedly, she's like trying to throw out all of these allegations because she's mad now, saying that Offset has tried to reach out to her to try to have sex with her. Um, and he was unsuccessful, but now he's, you know, cut off co-parenting communication. And mm-hmm. she's like, I want this money. I'm going after them. Now, do you think she was wrong for the way that she handled the situation? Or does she have every right to be upset? Um, okay. <laughs> so I feel like. I don't think I don't I don't want to say that she's necessarily wrong for asking for emergency child support. Mm-hmm. But here is my thing with that. Um, you know, I'm I'm not uh, a mom, 
you know, I don't have a kid or anything. And thankfully, I don't really know anybody kind of going through anything like that. Like, all of my friends, if they have children with other people and they're not together, they co-parent very well. Mm-hmm. But with us being in this pandemic, nobody's going anywhere. Right. So I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, the kids are expensive. The, the things that you have to buy for your children are expensive. Yes, or it adds up. But if you not happen to go out, they're not going to school, you're not, you know, I'm assuming she's not an essential worker or whatever, so, you know, you're able to be home with your kids, or even mm-hmm. if you're, you're not, I'm sure you know people, like whether it's family members or whoever, where your kids can go, or you can mm-hmm. have someone come sit while you go to work, so it's like, if you were saying, let's say if you were paying for daycare, you can cut that, because now somebody is able to be home with them because of all of this pandemic, so I feel like you know, the need to say you need more money right now is a bit of a stretch. And this is just mm-hmm. me, you know, maybe I'm, I I don't know all because, again, like I said, I can't relate in that aspect. But I just feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Now, for her to say that they, you know, threatened her and things like that and Cardi said she was going to stop her, that just seems like, wait, it, it just seems a little bizarre. And I feel like maybe she's just playing on the strengths of, you know, Cardi has been in, in the news before for her temper sometimes. Or, you know, now the whole offset thing, him trying to get with her, you know, I can't say that that ain't true because this man, you know, is known to dibble and dabble outside mm-hmm. of Cardi. So who mm-hmm. knows? And because they have a child together, you know, maybe it's familiar territory. I don't know. I can't call it. But I will say is I think that maybe it's a bit of a stretch for um the child support, and I think maybe she could have handled it a little bit better or maybe um, broke it down for what the needs for it are. Or, you know, I don't know. I just feel like with with us having so much downtime, mm-hmm. things are, are more – you can explain things more. People are more accepting to things if you right. come at it the right way. So. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I do – think that it all boils down to her finances, right? Mm -hmm. So usually when it comes to, you know, women who have kids with celebrities, the assumption is that they don't have a job. Mm -hmm. That's that's the assumption in general. So if she isn't working, then nothing really in her life has changed outside of the fact that they're home more. And the kid is poor, so it's not like the kid is currently in school or anything, Um, so the kid's probably consuming the same amount of food if she is a stay-at-home mom. So nothing financially for her should change. Now, Mm -hmm. if she has a job and has been laid off, I think it's all in the way that you phrase it and you ask for it, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. like, you owe me, no one's going to give you anything because no one owes you anything, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're saying, hey, you know, I've been laid off, I don't qualify for stimulus because Mm -hmm. of the amount of child support that I receive, you know, is there any way that until my unemployment or whatever checks in that I can get extra money to be able to ensure that we don't get behind? That's a mature way to approach it. Based off of her behavior after the fact leads me to believe that she didn't approach this in a calm manner. Of course not. Of course not. Like, if yeah. you're going to social media, you're trying to bully people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's you see, people use social media, whether they're in relationships 
some kind of tax to people, to bully people. They do it just because I say this all the time. I don't understand how people think you can just go and say whatever it is you want to say under, you know, celebrities, um, you know, social media accounts and think that they're not going to pop back. At the end of the day, you know, they are human. They are just like you and I, regardless mm-hmm. of their status. And on the wrong day with the right one, if they catch you outside, that's going to be it. And that's all. You have nobody to blame but yourself. I'm not condoning that. But I think that people just, I don't know what they think, honestly. It's just, it mind bothers me. It's like, y'all really taking this much time out of day. You think they really care or you think they're not going to say nothing? Right. Exactly. Like I and what kind of just dawned on me is the simple fact that because we are in the time that we currently are in, a lot of companies mm-hmm. like landlords can't the courts are closed, landlords can't evict you. Right. Even if you go to court after all of this is over, it's like, Hey, I need emergency child support because I was unable to work, I occurred this much debt for your child to be able to right. survive. That's right. a whole different approach. Like, because a lot of places aren't, you're not getting bill collector calls right now. Right. Um, a lot of places like car insurance companies are giving people are like lowering their bills. Right. Even landlords are starting, like a lot of landlords are starting payment plans so that you're mm-hmm. not behind because they can't file back to back on you after all of this is over because it's not mm-hmm. paid. Um, so I think that, versus trying to go to the internet and be upset, like, take a step back, you know, kind of figure it out with what you have, because what you have is a lot more than what most people get. Mm-hmm. And even if you have to, you know, make some concessions, then that's what you're going to have to do, because it's not like, you know, you're really going anywhere but the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to make it make sense. You gotta mm-hmm. make it make sense. Exactly. You know, you may be struggling a little bit, but you gotta hug it out like all single parents in America. Mm-hmm. But then again, just to touch back on that, I feel like, you know, regardless of, you know, the status of the person, I feel like, you know, both parents are aware of what the other parent does for a living. Because if the child is not living primarily with one parent, you know, mm-hmm. in the back of your mind, especially if you're involved in that child's life, you're going to want to know, well, what are you, how are you supplying for my child aside from me giving, you know, you this child mm-hmm. like, what are you doing mm-hmm. with your end? Like, how do you right. make an end meet, you know? So for mm-hmm. her, I think, like, if it is a thing of she doesn't work, you know, like how most um, celebrities, uh, uh, a child's parent, because it could be either or, but mm-hmm. they, you know, if they're not working, you know, then, I feel like you that's already known, and it's nothing for you to say, hey, or I would think that it's nothing for the parent that is uh, supplying the, the heavy child support in the celebrity aspect. They'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, you know, you're not working. I know my child is with you here, or, you know, I'll, I would think that they would maybe offer, like, okay, well, maybe this kid can stay here or whatever. I, these are just my logical things of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying everybody thinks like that, but I would think that they would do that. But, again, if she is going to not work, he's aware of that, and I feel like it would be more than, you know, nothing to, for him to 
add to the child support if she came at it correctly. But if you're coming at me like you said, oh, you owe me this, girl, don't get out of here. It's like, bye. And it's, it's like, it's unfortunate, but it's like you turn somebody off from wanting to help. And it's like, it's just a fine line because it's like, is it really wanting to help or is it really taking care of your responsibility? And it's like, right. what exactly is needed for the child? And mm-hmm. what exactly are you taking from what I'm giving you for my child to use on yourself for other things, you know? Right. It's just a crazy fine line that's out there. Exactly. And I definitely agree. Like the way that you approach everything, regardless of the situation, determines how much someone is willing to help you. That's like going Mm -hmm. to a store and being upset straight off the bat. Like, I'm I'm not going to help you. (laughs) Like you can, bare minimum. (laughs) So our last story for what's popping is actually going to be about Kanye West. Now he finally hit the Forbes list as becoming a billionaire. Uh-huh. So he's officially in the billionaire club. And according to CNN, um, you know, they reported from the Forbes list that Kanye's earnings is $1.3 billion. Kanye uh-huh. is very upset about this. He even sent the magazine a text letting them know that they made, made a bit of a mistake. <laughs> now, the quote, the quote from the text allegedly is it's $3.3 billion since no one at Forbes knows how to count. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> in order for you to come, you know, he's been hounding Forbes to put, the, put him on this list for a while. Mm-hmm. And he sent him his financial record. And, you know, what they pretty much do is the formula is your welfare capital equals your Assets minus your liabilities, right? So it's your to accumulate pretty much what your net worth is. So mm-hmm. as a result of it, so your liabilities are like your student let, you know, student loan debt, you know, credit card debt, mortgage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your assets will be like your cash, your investments, a house, and that's pretty much how they calculate what your net worth is. Mm-hmm. Now, is Kanye doing too much, or should he sit back and reevaluate his finances before he, you know, jumped off? I mean, it's Kanye. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> Kanye. Am I surprised that Kanye popped off at them because they miscounted? No, because it's Kanye. It just feeds his ego. And I love, love Kanye. I think that overall, all in all, um, it should just be celebrated the fact that he is a part of that as an African American, you know, male, you right. know, and in a in a you know world or a a life where we're not really um celebrated or mm-hmm. sometimes accepted, you know, I think just the fact that he was able to reach such a milestone is a great feat in itself. Um, you know, to for him to be upset because they miscounted or anything like that. Um, some could say, yeah, because, again, like I said, just celebrate the fact that you have reached this milestone. But at the same time, I can see it where, you know, it's like I worked so hard, not to necessarily become a billionaire, but I worked so hard for the things that have caused me to become a billionaire, and mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm slighted or discredited. So I could get where he may feel like, no, you're not about to stay with me. Like, get my numbers right, because you wouldn't right. mess anybody else's numbers up. So, but again, like I said, it's Kanye, so 
that he's going to give that energy. So Exactly. Kanye is always going to be extra. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I want to know what Kanye exactly is counting because mm-hmm. if, like, some of those mortgages for the properties, if they're in both of their names, they have to divide the asset. Right. Because if you get divorced, she gets tapped, you know? So mm-hmm. you have to look at that. We all know that Kanye West is no stranger to being in a lot of financial trouble. You know, right. he was in a lot of debt before um, before Kim, really. And you have to look at liquid assets. So if you're, you know, spending all this money out of pocket for different things, going into debt, like you have to sit there. Like they looked at your records. They're not going to – I don't feel like they would try to discredit him, you know, because of the color of his skin or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think he has to understand exactly what it means. Yeah. But I also think that Kanye is also looking at it like, well, who else are the black billionaires that have made this list and where are they? Because I want to right. be higher in terms of rank. Because 1.3 has you at the, barely making it. Right barely like barely make because he had to practically beg for them to even look at his finances mm-hmm. like you've yeah, been trying for a want... long time yeah oh Kanye I just uh, I just want him to be better like he's my problematic babe you know he's mm-hmm. always going to be my problematic babe but um you know he just just take that energy and just you know Work a little bit harder just so you you are above the curve of just making it, you know, or right. well above the curve of just making it. Right, you know, understand what it means. Even if you have to sit down with like your financial advisor, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, I think they got it wrong. I'm gonna need you to look at it. And even if you, you know, if you want to release it publicly, which is a very Kanye thing to do, you can't. Mm-hmm. And then make sure they check that self-made on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because not everyone on the list is self-made. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but here's my thing. He has more than enough people around him to help. Look at the way his mother-in-law handles business. Okay? Mm-hmm. She runs a tight ship. So it's nothing for him to be like, hey, Chris, can you check this out, run the numbers, or have your right. or whoever. He has the means. And the 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 people around him to to get that done to make sure that the numbers are straight or if they're not straight, I will ask you know Kanye this is what it is or you know to make sure that he's on top of getting that number or or succeeding that number, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Blake, oh, look, the God. next time this list comes, I want to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all know that fashion makes news, and news makes fashion. Let's get into this fashion news. (laughs) All right, so our first story. So Kirby John Raymond of Prior Moss actually decided Mm -hmm. to enter into a new realm. He actually um, directed Wale's new music video. Um, It's more of like a short film. Um, It's a song entitled Sue Me which is inspired by a Issa Rae comment that she made. Now, this video is groundbreaking. It pretty much is like, what if this world was flipped? What if black people 
were the standards of beauty? What if black people were the ones who were the oppressors per se? Like, what would the world look like? And it kind of follows the journey of this kid, I'm presuming it's DC, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, kind of experiences things that you would stereotypically associate with black people and how he kind of goes about his day and how he's treated and different pivotal events that have happened in, um, in this nation's history on the other side, right, and what it would look like. Have you mm-hmm. seen the video? I have. I have. What did you think? So, I, first of all, I love the video, and that is one thing that I can say about Wale, regardless of his antics, you know, going back and forth with people who give him negative comments. Wale is definitely one who is very artistic when it comes to his music, when it's not just, um, I don't want to say commercial, like it's whack or anything, but mm-hmm. things that are on current for the wave of how music is going, when mm-hmm. he's really just tapping in and just being true to himself, like his mm-hmm. core fans and when he first started, I love that Wale, and I love how he tells a story, like it's like, I don't want to say he's ever rushed, but it's like, you know, when, when somebody's rushing to get dressed versus the time you take to really get dressed, mm-hmm. like, all the are better. So I feel right. like with him, um, I feel like with Sumi, you know, the album came out sometime last year, but we've heard, you know, um, the song was uh, Bryson Tiller, which is love or da da da, whatever. And, um, you know, we've had time to, to sit in, you know, just wear it on that, love that song, whatever, but we haven't really heard anything else. So it's like, you know, all artists know the songs that they're going to be pushing out as singles and things like that. But I think that giving that song its time to, you know, filter through radio waves, airwaves, streaming waves, you know, it was building up momentum, okay, like what's next? But as it's building up momentum of what's next, it's also giving him the time to really properly packaged to me in the essence of, okay, this is what we're going to pick out, this is the visual for it, and I think that, you know, a lot of times, well, there'll be things that happen in, you know, society, period, not just the U.S. or wherever, and sometimes they may be things that are a huge deal or, or cause a great conversation, but that's just where it ends. It'll be that conversational moment at that point. Mm-hmm. And then life goes on as we know. We're like, all right, cool, whatever, back to my, my regular norm. But I think, you know, um, a lot of times people who look to celebrities to see their stance on things or mm-hmm. when things happen, we don't really hear them. And sometimes people get so, you know, frustrated because it's like, well, you know, we're supporting you and you're saying you're this cause, but I don't see you saying anything. And it's like, you know, sometimes these celebrities could be working, you know, behind scenes, like donating their money to these causes or these bills or whatever, or the families affected. Or, you know, they may take to the platform and speak or, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, whether they're giving actual speech or putting out music. But I think to drop a visual to, you know, cause conversation, and it's, it's something that's always going to be there. It's not saying that, um, you know, songs or speakers won't be there, but it's like, you know, it's current now, and while we all are sitting at home, you have nothing but time to marinate or content. So I think mm-hmm. that was a big, big thing for him to do, and I, I love the visual, I love the storytelling, and, you know, I definitely think it's a great conversational piece that will, you know, once we're out
even with the pandemic, like people have been saying, you know, African Americans are the number one target right now when it comes to this pandemic. And it's just like, you know, along with the struggles and things that African Americans have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, boom, here's another thing. So it's like it's just going to continue the conversation. People are right, so how are we taking care of us? Like, right. How are we making sure that we progress and move forward? Like, you know, and kind of give it insight. Now, I love this quote. Everybody loves to be black until they got to be black. Exactly. Yeah. I think did a good job with that. Yeah, I think this actually was a really good time um, for this to happen. Last episode in the Put a Pin in It section, we actually did talk about, like, how, you know, with TikTok, how creatives of color weren't being necessarily featured, and they actually changed the algorithm. So all of these things kind of coupled together are kind of, like, perfect Mm -hmm. timing because now a lot of the country has time to actually sit home and we're sitting in front of our computers more, um, mm-hmm. And we are able to kind of, again, as you said, have those conversations, even if they're digital. And this is a lasting image because a lot of people don't necessarily see it from our perspective, right? right. So if there was ever a video that could be walk a mile in my shoes, I think that this definitely would be it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the different images like of the Quaker Oak oak box and the fact that there in this video there was a black man it was called melanin oats and how images of white people trying to get their hair curly you know or uh, you know how people you know how the father when he visited his father in jail and how his father was like you're wearing your hair like that like you know right. like in his natural state like what are you doing um, definitely kind of brought those things to light in a way that I feel like people who love our culture but not necessarily us because you know there are a lot of when it comes to music um they pretty much say that you know white people buy music like that's Mm -hmm. usually who they have to cater to in the industry so if they're looking at that like oh hold on it'll make them think twice when they're looking at things in their everyday life like why is this the standard and starts to at least spark some type of interest into them learning more about this if they don't, you know, know some of it already. So this mm-hmm. is this was definitely well thought out. Um, this concept is amazing. Um, and I really do, again, hope that this isn't one of those things that people just move on from and we continue to introduce content that kind of sparks this type of conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so on a lighter note, so Megan Thee Stallion has been all the rage during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, she has. <laughs> so from her videos to her challenges from her songs, and we know that she just dropped the Savage remix with Beyonce, we yes. just keep talking about yes. Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm here for Megan. I'm I'm happy for Megan. It's like she is literally like the equivalent of when Cardi B went mainstream out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. Megan is having her version of a Cardi B year. Right. Like and it's crazy because I remember when Cardi B came out and like everything was just hitting at one time. 
I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I, I don't think anybody has ever seen anything like this. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. And then, boom, it comes back. Like, oh, wait, don't forget about me, y'all. I got some for y'all. And then, boom, it's just like, this is just really taking off. And I'm, I couldn't be more happier. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a black girl. Okay? Like, I'm, I'm celebrating, jumping up and down, playing the music, blasting it.
great about that show that is despite who commands the sins, the clothes, the price of the clothing does not change. They right. might jump into like $12,000 or $2,000. It is still thirty six ninety nine mm-hmm. or $15.90, whatever. It's still the same price. So I like how they're consistent with that. And I think that, you know, um, like you said, um, uh, when they, they the way they um, market their clothing, maybe for people who are shaped like Kim Kardashian, I think with that, that's a double-edged sword. Because it's like, if you go to Forever 21, the models are all small and petite. I think, you know, when Fashion Nova came about, their shows and curvier, thicker models be like, hey, you know, for the girls that can't necessarily fit into a Forever 21 or H&M or Zara or whatever, like, we got you. But at the same time, I think that inclusion would be not only just catering to bodies, I think if you were to show people with natural bodies, mm-hmm. you know, then it would it wouldn't feel like, okay, well dang, even though fashion over is here, maybe I still can't can't really fit in because my shape is it's like that, but it's not really like that, you know? So I think with Megan again coming in home grown and I have met her in person and this is legit that's like a stallion. And that's what I kind of was thinking in terms of this brand. Like, Fashion Nova, I don't really purchase for them just because they mm-hmm. don't, like, in terms of the way stuff is made, like, I'm not who they target to, which is perfectly fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that there are a lot of populations of people that are often forgot about because there's so many different varying sizes. And because we haven't, we talked about this last season on the podcast about how the measurements that a lot of these brands are going off of are very old and Mm -hmm. how, you know, this is a way for, by partnering up with people who usually may not partner up with them in order to expand their line to become more inclusive, I hope they keep going. Right. I really, really do hope that they keep going. Like, even if you partner up with, like, Lizzo, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do a that collab would be later major with Lizzo. Would with Lizzo. That would be major. Because I do feel like their plus-size section, like, especially, like, I talked to the celebrity stylist, Pache, um, had this, like, mm-hmm. webinar series. And I'm like, look, as a plus-size woman, I'm finding it difficult to find jeans. And... You know, mm-hmm. he told me, like, go to Fashion Nova. And I looked at it, I'm like, mm, the measurements don't work for me, but I understand why they work for some other people. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, somebody who maybe doesn't have a flat belly, who is still plus size, partnering up, you know, just like using different celebrities who may not usually support your brand and creating a line mm-hmm. just to test the market to see how they do will help them grow. Right? right, so that they kind of become the Fenty of women's clothes. Right. You know, and being more inclusive in, in that retrospect and kind of seeing how that all pans out or figuring out, like, hey, is there a material that we can put in that might stretch or can we make a gene that can 
possibly appear to be cuffed but can be let down for a regular jean for a taller woman where the jean just cuts like right above her ankle because Megan is what 5'10 and there are women who are even taller who can't wear certain dresses because on you know someone who wears their same size who's shorter it might come to their knees but to them it looks like they're about to swing around the poles so I definitely do understand that the concern and that this is a very important step to kind of reach women because I do think that clothes do not cater to taller women right now. Mm-hmm. They so, absolutely do not. They, I think the only thing that kind of caters is when it's short sleeves mm-hmm. or it's like it's um, you know sleeveless or shorts and things like that. But things with like long, like you have to really do your research. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't cater to them at all. And it's, it's just because, you know, that's money that you're missing out on. That, that's a whole other lane that you're missing out on. Exactly. Um, so I can't wait for this to come out. We, there are people who are already excited about this, um, who are finally happy that there are brands that, will, you know, that there will be something that they can possibly fit. So I hope that this is really successful. It's already, people are predicting that it's going to sell out quickly. So I hope that they, (laughs) I hope that they actually manufacture enough. (laughs) Um, I think so. I I think that they will, or they'll, they'll, I think they will either do the same amount that they did with Cardi or they mm-hmm. will take what they saw what happened with Cardi's collection and produce maybe a little bit more. Because right. it's not supposed to sell out, it's going to sell out. And it's just mm-hmm. a matter of minutes. But, you know, that's always great for a business, you know. Right. But um, I, I definitely think that either they're going to give the same amount or they're going to, you know, just produce a little bit more. Because both times, when she restocked and when she did the second part of her collection, it sold out within minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but either way, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a great day to celebrate again. Another one. <laughs> yes, another one. <laughs> All right. And that's it for the fashion news. So everyone's stuck in the house right now so this Mm -hmm. you know they just started opening up hair salons and nail salons for essential employees to be able to make appointments but celebrities don't qualify unfortunately so Mm -hmm. this means that there's no you know no wig glue no acetone no hair dye no nothing for them right Mm -hmm. now so we're starting to see celebrities that looks just like us. <laughs> now, you know, we're <laughs> just like us. Um, and some of them look like me in middle school, which is fine. <laughs> um, so we're starting to see them in their COVID all natural. Now, for mm-hmm. Slayer now, we're going to rate these particular looks. So we have okay. Regina Hall. She did a video conference call with Kevin Hart. That was hilarious. <laughs> Um, put your hands up. <laughs> um, where she, you know, ran out of wig glue, but you know, she was still there. Um, so mm-hmm. what do you think of this look? Do you think it's a sleigh or not? Nah? Oh, you know, I think it was a sleigh. You know, she's at home, she's chilling, 
And Regina Law is one of the few people that actually doesn't look crazy without makeup. Mm-hmm. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Like, people mm-hmm. who wear a lot of makeup all the time, sometimes you can tell, like, it's just wearing and tearing on their skin. But right. she, you know, looks the same, you know, her eyebrows are a little thick. But what woman isn't going through that struggle right now? So I, I think she's played her look. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Even though she was covered up, like she was walking into a mosque at first, I still mm-hmm. think that it still looks good considering, um, again, you know, we do see, like, I don't know if you see certain YouTubers, you're like, what? <laughs> that mm-hmm. was not the person mm-hmm. I just saw before? Um, okay, voodoo magic. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case here. So Regina Hall definitely still looks good. And this is Slay for me. And the Slay Nation agreed. So 77% said slay, 23% said nah. Oh. <laughs> this is, people are always going to hate. They're going to hate. It's okay. So uh, there was actually a Real Housewives of Atlanta no makeup challenge online. Okay. And Candy Burst was one of the participants. Now, she posted mm-hmm. a picture with her natural hair and a high ponytail, slay or nah. because she still could have took a brush to to that <laughs> ponytail. She could have, you know, made it. It's the one thing for it to be a messy bun, and it's one thing just to throw it up real quick. That was a throw mm-hmm. it up real quick. So I'm going to say no nah because Candy know better. But her, her skin is, is flawless. Her skin is really good. So the oh, skin yeah. was a slay, but the hair was a no. <laughs> for me, this is the one that looks like me in middle school, okay? Like everybody used to do those high ponies. We used to flip it over. Just mm-hmm. if you like, yes, we got some hang time with the mm-hmm. little, we used to take the little shoestring, put around our head like a headband. Yes. We were lazy. <laughs> but that is definitely what this reminds me of. So for the nostalgia, my personal nostalgia, I'm going to say a slay. Because okay. this was okay. me, okay. early 2000s, trying to be cute. <laughs> okay, okay. Fresh perm, hair up. We good. Okay, just live a life with no worries in the world. Oh, exactly. And the Slay Nation, 60% said Slay, 40% said Nah. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is before we started learning egg control. This is before we started getting those edges together. And, you know, we yes. used that no amp profile because your head was hard. Because she knows about egg all right so next we have kevin hart um you know a lot of guys aren't shaving and now we're starting to realize that a lot of them use hair dye slay mm-hmm. or not um you know what i'm going to give it a slay i am a fan of the song pepper beers and song pepper hair i love that one man it, to me it just says season and wisdom I don't know why it does. So I'm, I'm going to give it a slay because there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And he still is maintaining, like, it's not, like, crazy, crazy looking. Like, mm-hmm. it could be. Like, some people I've seen, I mean, he's doing it. He got a slay for me. Yeah, I do think it looks good on him. But then I was like, hold on. Sometimes you forget how old these celebrities are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because, you know, they're constantly playing, like, Younger people, because you know, black don't crack, but black don't crack at all. <laughs> but Rogaine will get you right, <laughs> <laughs> and I just to me, it just kind of shocked me because you forget 
You know, it's like mm-hmm. you forget that they – and now I'm like, hold on. Kevin Hart's going to have to do a comedy, like, special about him looking natural because I'm going to need a joke or two because I'm just – I just was in shock. I just was like, hold on. Like, no, really? God. <laughs> but for me, it was a play, though. Like, you really forget, like you said, how old some of these people are because they're clearly young. They're constantly, you know, dyeing their hair or cutting their grays out or, you know, doing whatever to appeal, not saying to the younger audience, but, you know, youth is everything in Hollywood. So it's like to still maintain me looking 10 years younger than what I am, I'm going to do mm-hmm. all that I can because once I'm old good, then I'm not seen as valuable anymore. So this quarantine is definitely pulling the catfish out, okay? <laughs> a lot of these celebrities have been doing catfish and then catching up to them with thanks to Corona. Good on this Rona, okay? <laughs> exactly. So 90% said slay, 10% said no. Nah. So I guess somebody was a little too shocked. <laughs> okay, right. Dang, y'all are so mean people. <laughs> All right, so next we have Gabrielle Union. Now, we're used to okay. seeing her with weaves, braids, and things like that, but she is mm-hmm. rocking her short, natural curls. Slay or not? Nah? I was going to say slay. I love this. I love how, you know, she's embracing her natural hair right now. You know, of course, um, me being natural myself, I love my butt, but I also love my protective style. I love my wig. Ooh, I love my wig. But <laughs> I think right now, you know, just, you know, being one with yourself, just enjoying and embracing everything and just taking it all in and just, you know, using that to just really feel your way through this crazy time, I think it's beautiful. And she, first of all, she don't age. She does not age. Gabrielle right. Just the same way that we've seen her when we met her years ago. So right. it's a play all the way through for me. I definitely agree. And I'm happy that she's embracing her natural hair because for years we know that she permed her hair. We know mm-hmm. that she was, you know, wearing weaves. And I, sometimes I think that also comes with a lot of age. Well, not mm-hmm. like as you age, you start to mature. And, you know, she comes from a different generation than us. For, you know, for millennials, our awakening more so was in college. But I think because she, you know, was an actor, that phase kind of skipped her and hit her later in life. Because mm-hmm. with, you know, with us, it's more accepting to rock your natural hair. And now we're starting to mm-hmm. make waves. So if you want to start over, and because I don't, honestly, I don't even know what her real hair length was to begin with. <laughs> right. Because I don't think we've ever really seen her natural hair. And I think her having mm-hmm. a kid now made that more important for her daughter to see her hair as is. Right. Because we don't usually hear, Gab- like, Gabrielle Union as a full-fledged, grown-ass woman <laughs> actually mm-hmm. is starting to become more personable. And right. as a kid, I always thought she was such an asshole because of the character she played. Like, I felt like I felt like if you can play these characters that well, it has to be a part of your personality. Like, there's no way you keep being typecasted. Like, mm-hmm. her and Megan Good, I could not stand as a child. Oh, no, not Megan. Oh. Her, those two, I did not like. Them. Like, I been like, there has, like, you have to be pulling from your real life. 
Mm-hmm. And she actually yeah. said that she used to be a mean girl. And I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. it. I called it. Right. I called it. I saw it with my own eyes. In <laughs> that movie, I knew you was playing it too well. Um, okay. But the Slay Nation agreed, and she got 100% Slay. Oh, yes. So, See, we are here for this. Yes, Gabby. You got to, you know, you got to show the kids. You got to show the kids. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, so the next person is going to be another Real Housewife, Cynthia Bailey. Um, mm-hmm. No makeup. You know, we can't tell if it's her real hair or not because she has a scully on. Um, right. But slay or not? Nah? Um, I'm going to give it a slay because Cynthia is over in her 50s and she still looks good. That mm-hmm. is a fine example of good black girl crap. You know, right. like the sun is beaming down on her skin. Her skin looks clear. Like, it's just good. And it, it just makes you feel good. Like, I love Cynthia's personally anyway on the show because she's just a great mix of, you know, she's not just Miss Nice Guy. Like she, you know, can turn up when she needs to turn up too. But overall she is one of like the peacemakers on the show. She just mm-hmm. tries to keep the balance. But right. I definitely think she's just play for her. Like she looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn in between, right? Oh. So my issue is the scully. Like okay. I wanna know what her real because I feel like when you're a model, there's a certain reputation that you have to withhold regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, for the challenge, for the No Makeup Real Housewife Challenge, she met those requirements. But I'm like, mm-hmm. is that your real hair? Because you don't, a lot of select, like, we know she's a model. She wears wigs. Some models, you know, hair is really jacked up because mm-hmm. people didn't know how to deal with black hair when they were modeling, and they just never recovered. So I want to see what her real hair looks like. Mm, that's true. So that's why oh, I'm the torn. Thing of maybe like the top of her hair is like thin, you mm-hmm. know? Because I'm just thinking of the times when she was on um, Housewives of Atlanta, like in the earlier season, and she would wear like ponytails like around her edges. It was like a little thin. I think she don't have none. Mm. a little thin. So right. maybe that could be like something for her like she's not comfortable with yet. And, right. you know, maybe she's like, you know, I'm a... I'm giving y'all a bad face, and this could possibly be my real hand underneath, but you're not about to catch my forehead <laughs> and the edge that comes with it. Like, no, sir. Like, exactly. You know, so, BB mm-hmm. Duty, call her. How about how about that? Send her a care package. Okay. <laughs> send a miracle drops her way. Just take a break I from your booze. Just oh, start. Goodness. You know, start to hit up the Real Housewives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So next, oh my God. So well, actually, so 78% this way, 22% said nah. Okay. All right. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. So next we have DJ Khaled, and he oh, is okay. not shaving, not cutting, slay or nah. Listen, we are back in November. No shave November. Okay. <laughs>
at the corner deli at the bodega. Like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Huffle, who, who that man? I don't know who that is. I can't. I can't. And the Slay Nation agrees. So 11% said Slay, 89% said nah. And so did the public. Like, literally, he's like, I'm sorry. Like, he had to apologize for the way he did. Like, he's like, I'll get it together. I'm sorry. I'm going to fix it. Like, no, it's just, you just look like a completely different person. Dang. Not like, all of that in my head is like man did. Like, I really, oh, I hope that is not the case. Man, we, bear we. Okay. <laughs> man, we've alert. This looks like a different person. Now, we're back to Megan Thee Stallion and her mm-hmm. natural curls, no makeup look, slay or not. Because we are all, you know, witnesses to seeing her with, you know, all the weeds and wigs mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they switches them out on the daily. But to mm-hmm. actually see her real hair, I think it's really cute. And it's, it, you know, um, it looks like it's purple unless it's just a filter from the camera. But um, yeah. I like it. I, I like it. So it's a play for me. It's a play for me, too. I honestly do wish that she would wear her natural hair more. She's like, uh, I feel so naked, but since it looks mm-hmm. good. Like, I don't care yeah. if you just took your braids out, you know, underneath. Like, I do feel like artists need to rock their natural hair more. And mm-hmm. for her, I feel like it would work. Um, mm-hmm. And it would be something that's a little bit different. Artists right. change their hair all the time. You know, even right. if it's like you're at a event where you're not performing because you're worried about sweating out your edges, I get it. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, we completely get it. We understand for time's sake and for, you know, for look wise, why you would do it. But it looks good on you. You know, this, this definitely looks good on her. I'm, you know, maybe we do no wrong in my eyes at this point. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here for her with her career. I would love for her to wear her natural hair for her Fashion Nova shoot. Ooh, okay. And the natural hairstyle, you know, like, you can, you know, if you want to do some other looks with some wigs, fine. But, like, at least have one look be, you know, if you, you know, talk about these girls that are, you know, naturally have big booties, naturally have curves, you know, don't, you know, don't wear color contacts to adjust their eyes. Like, in our all-natural woman, you know, women, have your hair natural, too. To me, that's another amazing statement. So, don't hide them curls, girl. Yeah, I like, I like those. I like those. <laughs> so, the Slay Nation agree. 90% said Slay, 10% said nah. The 10% is tripping. It's not It's not They mad at Or it could be a man. No, I said sometimes I go back to look to see who did it and I'm like, yo, who is this random person? <laughs> um, but now what I was gonna say is a lot of men they love natural hair. Mm-hmm. They love natural hair. I was having a conversation with my brother the other day. And we were just talking about like this hair, and I was saying how 
I'm so tired. Sometimes I'm going to cut my hair even though I'm not. Just, I, mm-hmm. I just can't. But um, he was like, no, if you were to cut your hair, that would be it. All dudes love when girls cut their hair. Like, this something cool. And, you know, the natural hair thing, like, that's cool, too. So you'd be surprised. Like, a lot of guys really like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. guys, they just love playing a simple hand. They get mad when you put makeup on. It's like, we're not doing this for you. This is for us. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I definitely had an ex who would be like, yo, um, take that weave out. You want me to help you? Because I'm, I'm here. To take it out. And I'm like, what? He's like, no. You keep scratching. You keep patting. We taking this out right now. Go get the scissors. Unless you're Taraji P. Henson. Um, she was mm-hmm. she actually did a whole tutorial testing yes. out a new product for her hair care line, right? Mm-hmm. And she's wearing no makeup, you know, her natural hair, and this mm-hmm. beautiful red mohawk. Slay or not? Mm-hmm. I want to give this a slay on so many levels because, number one, it's beautiful. Like, it's Best life with his kids. 
um, mm-hmm. Slay or Nah? It is a slay. You know it's a slay. I told you, I know. I'm a fan of the Salt and Pepper. So what I love about this is this is not the first time we've seen him mock his Salt and Pepper. He's not mm-hmm. afraid to do that. He's very comfortable in his age, mature within himself, to rock his salt and pepper. And, you know, it's done safely. And this is what Travis should have did. Like, you see how it may be fluffy, but it's still maintained? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just giving me that young rock that I still got it together look. And I love that. So it's a slay. It's just a slay for me. Yeah, it's a slay for me, too. Um, I, because for him, me thinking of him aging is easier for me, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's because I like my first concert memory was like um was like one of his groups like at Westview Mall in Baltimore City like being stuck mm-hmm. at a random concert you know of like one of his artists so I'm like oh when I was nine he was like that's always a memory for me so for me him getting older is already just in my brain this period right <laughs> regardless of how he dyes his hair my brain is always like cool all right diddy's older and he has you know he has the kids as the receipts like <laughs> like i remember right. when i was on my okay. 16 now he grown <laughs> okay. so you know i would love it if he you know if he just kept this look and just was like whatever i'm getting older it is what it is. Like, if you want to dye your hair for a role, it happens all the time if you want to get into acting. Um, but you've worked hard to get where you are. Who, you know, you don't need to. You know, it's like Kevin Hart's acting, so he dyes his hair to get roles. Right. right? DJ Khaled probably does his hair the way he does it so that people take him seriously and think that he's still on top of what's hot and what's new. Because right. are you really going to take, you know, work with, you know, a producer who looks like he's an old man, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, but with so Diddy, you're like, you know, he's kind of stepping into different avenues. He's getting back into TV. You know, I heard Making a Band is supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for him, it's a little bit different. Like, he doesn't, you know, he's not acting Mm-hmm. He has, you know, he's he's a billionaire, so he can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> it gives rich man vibes. It gives I'm a businessman and I do what I do because I make my money and I go on about my day. That's what it's right. doing to me. And right. I'm here for it. Right. Like I turned new money into old money realness. And okay. <laughs> that's what this look is. And the Slay Nation agreed, so 100% said Slay. So as podcasters, people are always asking us questions um, like, how did you start? You know, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? So we're just going to take the time just to air it out right now. So these questions, actually, I'm a part of a podcast, a few podcast groups. Um, on Facebook, and this one is actually like a group of black podcasters. You have different ranges of people who are just starting out, people who are looking to start a podcast, um, people who have been doing podcasts for years. So people, you know, so we support each other. We, you know, go to each other for advice and things like that and also network. Mm -hmm. Uh, So these questions actually came from 
this group that I've just kind of taken off of like our um, podcast directory. So okay. the first question is, how does one go about starting a podcast? What is the first step? You, do you want me to answer first or you want to yep. go first? you can. You can okay, so you have to, I think the first thing you should think about is what is it that you want to talk about? Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, this is any industry, when there is an abundance of it, people often think, oh, well, I don't want to oversaturate or it's already people doing it, like, you know, so maybe I shouldn't. But if you feel like that's what you want to do, your passion is there, it's really, it's like your calling or whatever, or you, you feel strongly about it, think about what is it that you want to talk about, number one. Mm-hmm. Think about what is already out there, not to mm-hmm. compare yourself, but, you know, just to, to see, like, where there is an exact need of something, like, are people talking about this already or are they not talking about this already? Mm-hmm. And then also, even if you do decide to talk about something that's already out there, you have to remember at the end of the day, the way you deliver it is the way you deliver it. Can nobody deliver it the way you do? It doesn't matter if me and you talking about the same thing. How you add your own personal flair to the same topic is different from how I'm going to add my own personal flair. And I think that when you are moving with true intent, and you're genuine with about everything that you're doing, everything will be on the up and up for you. Like you just, like nothing else will matter. Like it's all going to come. People will listen. People will tune in. As long as you're being genuine with yourself and genuine with your intent um, and purpose for the podcast, my opinion. Exactly. I definitely do agree. Like when I before I started this podcast, I honestly I knew I wanted to do it. I didn't know where to start, so I. Mm-hmm started listening to other podcasts because when you look on like Google, you go on Apple, Spotify, like they're everywhere now. So Mm -hmm. there are different categories and, you know, think about things that you like, things that you feel passionate about. You do your research for sure. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people. Yeah. There are a lot of people who just get, start a podcast and then don't do the research, but research is very important. Look into different formats. Because not all the podcasts are all audio. Some are video, some live stream. So there are different formats that you can use, and it depends on what you're comfortable with. Um, Figure out what you want to do. And once you figure out what you want to do, listen to different podcasts that are like yours so you can see what you liked about their podcast, what you think they should improve upon, which may be something that you would do, and what they don't do well. So our next question um, so I um, still have a nine to five and I think I need to keep my podcast work friendly. Are there guidelines for that? Honestly, that's to your discretion. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, it, 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 like, it all depends. Like if your podcast is something that you are just doing as a hobby, then cool. Sure. Keep it work friendly. But um, I am a firm believer of not censoring your creativity. Mm-hmm. Like, um, especially, like, by example, when music drops, you know, of course, there is the clean version that is provided, but I hate the clean version. I hate it. Even if I don't curse myself, I mm-hmm. just appreciate all of the curse words because that's how you made it. That mm-hmm. is your creative artistic expression. So I want to enjoy it the way that you meant for me to enjoy it. And, you know, there is something for everybody. 
long as you like it and it's your truth and you're expressing how you feel, then cool. Now, um, keep in mind, for instance, my podcast, um, I tell people all the time, you know, when I'm just talking about it, like, you know, this is not something to turn up loud in the workspace. We are not that popular. We are not. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I probably am the most mild out of everybody on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But even I have my moments myself, so you have to just know, um, even if you you may say it at work or you have a nice spot, you can still be yourself, you know, you are you. But if this is something that, let's say, you, you want to essentially do for a living, like you want to leave your nine to five and really go into, you know, your podcast or whatever your brand that you're pushing with your podcast, then be yourself. And, you know, if you're um, allowing other people to listen or you're looking for, like, critiques or things like that, you know, just throw a disclaimer out there, like, you may want to listen to this with some headphones. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to say it so serious where it's scary. You know, you can say it in a joking manner, but, you know, all truth comes out in a joke. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you might want to put some headphones on with this. It's good, but, you know, it's a little risky, but you'll like the content. So, you know, be true to you. Be true to you. Exactly. Um so with this particular podcast, I do think that with me personally, I have my own personal rules. Like mm-hmm. I may mention, you know, oh hey, I'm an essential employee, but you don't know where, you right. know, because you I know. do, I do curse, I do, or well, even at my job, I do talk about my podcast, like they know it exists. Um, but I also think it really depends on what you do. If you're a painter, right? Or if you do construction or you're a handyman or whatever, and your podcast is about being a handyman, then your profession, you know, your podcast is more professional. So right. you may not want to curse because you could right. also be generating potential clients from your podcast. Right. Um, some people choose to curse. Some people don't um, based off of who they may want as potential sponsors. Right. Um in terms of, like, I wouldn't name name your job, like, you know, I wouldn't name where you work unless it was industry-related, mm-hmm. you know, in your podcast, because let's say if you do say something that's considered offensive, you don't want, you know, the Internet to get mad at you and try to get you fired. You know, you can say a lot about your personal life, but when it comes to work, if it doesn't relate to your podcast, leave it out. The next question is, what's an inexpensive app to get started with podcasting? Um, we use uh, Spreaker, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that pretty much houses a bunch of stuff, or you can, with using Spreaker, you can go to different outlets, like you can go to Spotify, you can go to iTunes, um, you can go to SoundCloud, or whatever. SoundCloud, I believe, completely is for the free, like completely for the free. It's but free up until a certain point. Yeah. But I know yeah. there are some people that don't really care for SoundCloud. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, just – I don't want to say that you want to go the free route, period, because mm-hmm. if this is ultimately something that you want to do and that you believe in, which should be anything that you're doing, you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in yourself. And quality over quantity. So it's like you get what you pay for. If you If you – you know, investing in something that's $2, you can't expect it to give you a million dollars worth of quality. Right. It's 
you right. pray so much for yourself. But, you know, definitely if you are starting on the smaller scale, still be working for it to keep set the game up. So just level up for yourself and to show growth in your brand. Right. Um, I definitely do think that with this question, it there are kind of two parts to it, right? Because it also depends on how you are recording your podcast, right? Yeah. So you can, if it's just you, it can literally be you, your headphones that have a mic on it, and an app like Anchor that mm-hmm. will automatically post it on a lot of sites. Like I use Anchor for distribution purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the quarantine, a lot of people have changed how they're doing podcasts. Like right now, I'm not using my mic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm using an app called Tape Call because I can easily upload the file and be able to edit it. Like you can edit it and like Audacity, that's free. Um, and mm-hmm. there's YouTube videos on how to use that. Um, you can also like, if you have a MacBook, you know, you can use GarageBand, which is free, and then, you know, upgrade later, depending on where you're starting. Um, right. Or you can have it, you know, you can record it. There are honestly so many different ways to be able to record it. So it depends on what you're willing to invest in um, mm-hmm. and what is, I would say, easiest for you. Mm-hmm. Um because at first I was so confused. Like you can go back to the first video of this and I cringe <laughs> because okay. I got confused. And, you know, that's also another thing with podcasts, you're constantly growing, you're constantly evolving. Um, mm-hmm. So you just have to test things out. Use YouTube. It's your best friend. Figure out yep. how to use things. Have some, you know, and you only get better with time. Mm-hmm. Person, let alone doing it with a partner or a group of people. 
and, you know, really making sure that you guys are on the same page. I can't stress enough that communication is key. Like, mm-hmm. over-communicate. Over-communicate. Especially, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm in a group of five. So, it's all five words. So, it's, you know, sometimes it's a bunch of estrogen running around. And, you know, it can be tough sometimes. But, you know, be willing to have those uncomfortable conversations to be like, hey, you good? Like, everything's straight? You okay? And mm-hmm. know that aside from the podcast, you know, you need to make sure that y'all are vibing, okay? Make sure that the relationship and the chemistry is there. Because mm-hmm. um, if it's not, believe it or not, even if you try to face for something that you can, the listeners can tell. The mm-hmm. listeners can tell. Especially if it's people that's super close to the podcast that, you know, may know you or the, your partner or, or other past podcast mates, or if, it's, if they know all of y'all, they can mm-hmm. tell when something is wrong. So if they can tell, nine times out of ten, your listeners, if they, you know, been tuning in for however many episodes you have, and let's say the, the first day that y'all have, like, an off day, they're going to be able to tell. So always, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that home base is straight, and then you're going to be good. I, I think, you know, it's, it's cool because having other opinions and viewpoints are amazing because you don't want everybody to think the same as you or you don't want to just always be giving people one way of thinking. If you're able to have a partner or other people on your, your podcast to, you know, banter with, you know, it helps to enlighten certain things or say if somebody was so stuck on thinking one way and then somebody comes and says something a different way, it's like, ah, oh, you know what, I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. So one thing, one piece of advice that I would give is to make sure that before you started that you're all on the same page as to what you're expecting from each other, um, where, what your goals are for the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, my podcast is different this season. I am you know, by myself as the main host, but I do have different co-hosts that come in um, that are, you know, that rotate every episode. But I did start off with, you know, with two partners and sometimes just realizing that, you know, not everything is, you may start out with a partner, you may have to adjust. um, So just making sure that everyone's on the same page as to what the expectations are, what your, you know, starting a podcast is not, always going to be cheap especially when you Mm -hmm. have other people Mm -hmm. so you know what equipment are you both going to be investing in are they willing to invest financially um you know depending on what you want to do because some podcasts have live events and stream from that and that's an investment you know Mm -hmm. because it's also an investment of time so if you know you want this as you know, this is a career move for you, but it's a hobby for them. They're not going to take it as serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do need to take those things into consideration, especially with, like, ownership, you know, like in terms of the name. Like, if one of you leaves, you know, are you able to still keep the name or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of happens. So just making sure that you're on the right page, you over-communicate. That's something that is also very um, important in making sure that that um, 
communication is also consistent. So that is honestly the best advice I think we both gave for um, working with a partner because it's something that we have both done. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Get that enough. Mm-hmm. And that is it for Put a Pin in It. So thank you again for tuning in to another episode of I Slayed the Podcast. We are available everywhere. Um, but, you know, if you want to go ahead and see the other channels that we are on, you can follow us on Instagram at I Slayed underscore pod. Click the link in our bio that literally shows you everywhere we are, whether it's Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, we are there. And make sure that you comment. That way you get those notifications of when a new episode pops up. So, uh, Coco Louie, you want to go ahead and give them your info? Yes. You guys can find your favorite tomboy Bobby on Instagram at the Coco underscore Louie. That's T-H-E-C-O-C-O underscore L-O-U-I-E. Um, my podcast, The Home is Truth, we have an Instagram as well, which is the T-H-E-H-O-E-N-E-S-T-T-R-U-T-H. Um, on iTunes um, by searching The Home is Truth or anywhere that has a home back outside, you know, I hope that I'll be able to see some of your real-life faces soon come <laughs> with um, anything that I play is having or anything that I'm having. And, um, yeah, stay safe. <laughs> And stay in the house and wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands, wear face masks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, bye.